Do you wake up daily depressed with how three-dimensional and normal life is? Do you constantly ask yourself why there is no void by the which you could be consumed? Luckily for you, yeah. there is a solution to the problem of life as we know it, and that is transportation to the ethereal realm. Here in the ethereal <laughs> realm, we offer you instant satisfaction to all your most surreal urges, including but not limited to turning yourself into hay, reanimating yourself as your mom's best friend's least favorite fish, or even prohibiting the dreadful limes from overpopulating the space highways. Visit the ethereal realm by placing a curse on your youngest sibling, and as the demon begins to materialize to drag you to the realm, tell him that the orange boys sent you. Here in the ethereal realm, there are no problems because everything is in the twelfth dimension. Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. I am Lucas. I'm Jared. I am Niall. And we are three boys, three friends who enjoy the color orange and enjoy inquiring with one another about movies and the like. And today we are going to be talking about none other than some movies that we all like. And those movies are Spider-Man movies. Spider Boy! Yay. <laughs> swing a web, he swings a web. He's Spider Man and he swings a web. He's the cutest guy in yeah. pants and shirt. And mask. <laughs> so. And his real name is Night Monkey. <laughs> um, I think Niall and Jared enjoy Spider Man more than I do, but I am growing to en- enjoy his existence more and more. I. Yay. Um, of course, we've talked somewhat about superheroes and Marvel stuff, um, and we were going to talk about a different realm of superheroes, but I thought that Spider-Man would be more enjoyable and fun to talk about. So, if you do not know who Spider-Man is, he's the guy who wears <laughs> the red and blue tights. <laughs> he's got a spider on his chest and a spider on his back. He's been played by actors like... Um, Alec Guinness and Richard E. Grant. <laughs> um, no, not really. But true, um, true fact that there. he's been played by by Drake Bell, I believe. He has been. Yeah, he's, one he's of been the, voiced by. Yeah, Ultimate. There we go. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. He's also yep. been voiced by Jake Johnson and Chris Pine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chris Pine, really? Yeah, that's in Spideyverse. Yeah, Chris oh, Pine is the that. blonde, blonde Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Very good. The one that get the one that gets munched. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Anyway. Um, anyway. If you did not know, if you did not know, there is a new Spider-Man movie coming out this year at the end of the year. The third Spider-Man movie of Tom Holland's version, and so that Yay. there are a lot of rumors and things leading up to that, even though that's almost a year away because it's going to be in December. We just wanted to talk about the amazing legacy of Spider-Man stuff that we've received thus far. So, to start us off, (laughs) I'm going to ask the question that kind of relates to that movie in particular, which is if the rumors are true, and we are getting this Spider-Verse, this live-action Spider-Verse, 
which seems to be the case, then what do you think is the best way for them to pull that off? And what do you think the different avenues for them to do these things are? And they had promised us, apparently, that we were going to get some information like a title before the end of the year. But here we are in 2021, and we have <laughs> no information. No information except for leaks. Little, little leaks, like leaks that could about it. be false but are hopefully not. So, uh, Jared, let's, let's hear what your answer is. Yes. So my answer is a good answer um, <laughs> that I've thought a lot <laughs> <Good>. about. <laughs> All I can think of when I heard that it's going multiverse is I want a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but a Marvel Spider-Man. And I want to start bringing him. I want it to cross over with uh, Spider-Verse. I want Drake Bell's <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man in it. <laughs> and I want I want Oh, so you're talking animated Roger Rabbit type deal. Y- yes, exactly. Yeah, well, so you're talking like the animated characters are so interacting have... with Tom Holland. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. The technology is there. We have it. We've had it for a long time. <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> but I well, maybe just for one character or two. But I really do think it would be a cool like element to have honestly i don't know what this would look like because i keep thinking of different like ideas and stuff of just what the movie could be and every time i think of something i'm like i hope they don't do that or oh if they do that then like i really hope they take it this way and not this way and i i honestly i have no uh real thoughts about like what it's supposed to be and that's what kind of excites me it's like Endgame, uh how they just like mashed a bunch of different movies together that's what i hope it is all all seriousness yeah. you know like yeah. jokes aside i i want it to be like the end game time travel sequence where they go into these different worlds that we are already familiar with but then you still have tom holland traveling through those worlds you know and then we just get elements of it and then it jumps to the next one does that make sense? Because I don't yeah, think they need to awesome. pull everybody into our world, but I do think it would be cool to have Tom Holland go into these other worlds. So that's what my yeah. idea actually is. <laughs> if he does go right. in <laughs> to an animated movie, I do think that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah, like a TV a, show or, or something awesome. like that. But yeah, that's my answer. So, <laughs> a bit of a roundabout actually... way of discussing it. <laughs> My answer is kind of basically the same, but the answer was basically, I just want them to limit it to a sequence because this movie, like I, I, I fear what would happen to the movie if the entire thing was all three of the Spider-Man characters and all 20 trillion Spider-Man villains yeah. fighting the whole time. <laughs> It'd be cool. It would just be so... It would be cool, but it would be busy, you know? Right. And so I would feel more comfortable if they just did, like, a sequence. Like the time travel thing. It could be a long thing. They could have it go on for 30 minutes of him going through stuff. But if it's the whole movie, I just fear that the movie will suffer because of it. Um... But the one thing that I demand 
and I'm I'm sure that they will have this, but if they don't, I'm I'm going to be furious. <laughs> and that is, we need a scene where all three of the Spider-Man actors are interacting with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So not not just Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield, and then afterwards Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. But we need all three of them in a room together talking. Just at least one scene of that because that's what that's what I want, you know? Yeah. And sometimes fan service is the best important with Yeah. Fan service is can be the best as long as the story doesn't suffer because yeah. of it. It can be but, like fan service can be like Luke in the Mandalorian or it can be like Ray Skywalker at the end of episode nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's <laughs> just as long as the as the script doesn't suffer, um, I want that kind of stuff, and I want them to kind of play around with the the many memes that there are from um, the original trilogy. Like, I would love for a character to say "pizza time." Oh yeah, or oh, something yeah. like that. But just like. Just these little memes that they have that are now such a huge part of Marvel fan culture. It's like almost a disservice for them not to acknowledge it in these movies. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, Absolutely could, could you imagine if if Tom Holland went into the world of Spider-Man 3 and he's just walking down a New York street and you just <laughs> see it like he like gets bumped into and the guy's like snapping. <laughs> Walking away yeah. and he like slides. <laughs> Listening to James Brown, does his slide, oh. changes into black clothes. Comes out, claps, yeah. does Amazing. a dance. It would be awesome. Yeah, you know, see, one thing I will say about that movie, I actually rewatched it again yesterday for the first time in a while and it's better Spider-Man than I remembered. 3? Yeah, Spider Man yeah. 3. Yeah. I yeah. genuinely there, like, like I love it. There are it's some good. things about it that I'm just like kind of like, oh, I imagine that was not their first choice, like with having Venom in it. There is definitely a coherent yeah. structure of a movie with just the James Franco Green Goblin and Sandman. Like that could have been its own thing. But Venom that is just kind of like, too. hey, look, Venom, you know, the guy you all love for how <laughs> yeah. edgy and dark he is. Like I thought yeah, the Black Spider-Man awesome. stuff was cool. But I'm just like, ugh, Venom is just not necessary in this movie. No. Whatever. That movie made and, more money than any other. So. The thing is, that black suit Spider-Man thing would have been a great setup to put Venom in the fourth movie. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. If they start with that and then they leave that big, like, Venom cliffhanger. Absolutely. That would have been great. Instead. And so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they forced it into that movie, and and we got the whole dumb like kill it with sound, and yeah. like it's just it's just an anticlimactic fight, you yeah, know. For sure. After this really cool like giant Sandman in the construction place, like that's cool, and then like that fight with Venom is just like, is this also happening right yeah. now? Yeah. Like. It's just, and it's then a, it's Eddie a Brock just happens to be praying to kill Peter Parker in the same church <laughs> yeah. that he's taking yeah. the Venom symbiote off, and it's just like, it's, oh, guess it's just gonna drip onto you, and okay, yeah, yeah. well, and that, that's that how you become Venom, just like in the comics. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys about this, kind of as we're talking about the the third installment of this series, because I feel like 
these Spider-Man trilogies keep dying as soon as they try to put too much into it. You know what I mean? So yeah. with Spider-Man 3, it died because they pushed Venom into it and it didn't feel organic. With the amazing Spider-Man, they pushed in the Green Goblin stuff and the parent stuff and it yeah. just didn't and the fit Rhino all together stuff. with also in Rhino and Electro, they just keep jamming it in. You guys and then think that's trying to happen? set up the Sinister Six. Yeah. Um, okay, so what I was going to say... They are pushing sorry. a lot of stuff into this one. Sorry, Lucas, I oh, want to yeah. hear your answer first, and then maybe we well, can so talk about Well, so I was going to kind yeah. of address this in my answer, because I'm going to say this might be a hot take, but I'm going to say if there is ever a Marvel movie that disappoints, it is going to be this one. Just because there is so much on the line that can be messed up, like... I'm excited, but I'm hesitantly excited, much more so than I have been for other Marvel properties. Because usually that I'm just take like, is hot. Yeah, I know it is. This is a, that's fresh Ooh. out of the oven. Yeah, fresh that out take. of the oven. I know, but just hear me out because even for stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man, like Marvel was relatively young, but I was like, yeah, whatever. Like I liked Avengers and Ant Man, or Avengers and uh, Iron Man. So these will be good, I'm sure, and they were. And I think Spider-Man, you know, is just the guy. Like, everyone loves Spider-Man. He's the most popular Marvel superhero. And even though he's, like, co-owned with Sony right now, they're not really... They're only producing it. They're not really influencing the creative decisions. That being said, I trust what Kevin Feige has done and everything. But it just seems like it could be very convoluted very fast. I think what you said about the time travel sequence could be cool... Um, but I think, I don't know, it's going to be very interesting because even they even have rumors of characters that had died in the previous movies, like Electro and Doc Ock and Green Goblin. It's like, how are they going to bring these characters back with the same actors? Are they yeah. going to be the same characters in the same universe as Tom Holland? Or are they going to be from right. different universes? And so it's just right. going to be very interesting how they try and pull all that stuff off. And there's also the other rumor that it's all going to be in the, the Tom Holland world and Tobey Maguire is just going to be what unc- who Uncle Ben was. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield is just going to be ben. some teacher at the high school, which I think that would be worse than anything yeah, else. Yeah, that's terrible. The only... <laughs> that's like a big, that's a big middle finger to yeah, all of the fans. Absolutely. The only Tobey way that I could see that working. pizza. And he says, pizza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Uncle Ben. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> the, the only way that I could see that working would be if he's Uncle Ben and also when he sees the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, he's like, what the heck? Uncle Ben is Spider-Man too? And he's just like, what? I'm not Uncle Ben. I'm Peter Parker. He's like, wait, no, I'm Peter Parker. That could be cool. That could be cool. But past that, like, if they just stuck it all in their own world, like in the world of Tom Holland, then it could be rough. But with the, you know, confirmation of Doctor Strange being in this movie, that makes it seem like they're going to do multiverse stuff because WandaVision is apparently going to delve into that and... The Doctor Strange sequel is called, like, in the multiverse yeah. of madness. So and and another thing to note is that the first confirmed person in the Spider-Man movie outside of Tom Holland was Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um. So like, we do know that he will be in it, and that like with that multiverse movie coming up, like that's a pretty strong indicator to me that there will be, it's like, it's going to be going into other universes. Yeah. You know, I, so I'm, I'm hoping that it's 
like like I can't even remember which one of you said it now, but I hope I'm hoping that it's Tom Holland going out and not Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming yeah. in. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. Jared. That was my thing. I I do think that that will happen at the end though. I think he'll see them. Tom Holland will be out, he'll see them. The movie will culminate on the Tom Holland Earth and then somehow again this is all based on rumors if the sinister 6 ends up being real then the other two so spider-men sick. will also fight the sinister 6 with tom holland which would be awesome right be that awesome. would be yeah. so cool <laughs> it's just be, that really cool. that final <laughs> act of those three spider-men fighting the sinister 6 whoever they may be comprised of would be so awesome but the road oh, yeah. the first two acts of that movie of getting to that point is going to be very difficult, I think. If anyone's going to be able to do it, it's going to be Marvel, but it's going to be pretty tough. Because at the end of the day, it's still a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. He still needs to have some sort of an antagonist. He can't just be like, ooh, let's just send you tripping through time and space, and oh, whoop-de-doo, you're all whacked out. And then, oh, wow, here's six villains... And two more yeah. Spider-Men. Like, you have to set it up well. He needs to have some sort of want and need to keep him, you know, going throughout the movie. But I think it could be super, super awesome. The next endgame level hype, but it just, it's a dangerous road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually have a question for you guys that I think ties in somewhat to the multiverse, um, but also doesn't necessarily. Let's... Let's hear. You can take this take this any way you want, but my question that I came with is, which character would you like to see Spider-Man team up with in a future movie? So, outside of other Spider-Man characters, because I think that's implied by that first question, right. what, what characters would you like to see Spider-Man, like, buddying up with to solve some problem? See, and I think what's good about this question is... We really don't get to see Spider-Man with that many characters, I think, in even Infinity War and Endgame. Because he's, he's yeah. with the one group, but he doesn't really, like, go outside of that. It's just, right. like, the Guardians, we, Doctor Strange, uh, and yeah. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So We've got, like, him with Iron Man. We've got him with Iron Man for, like, two movies, mm-hmm. and then, like one conversation between him and Captain America and one conversation between him and Star-Lord. Like, there's not much there, you exactly. know? Exactly. A lot to explore so, with it. Um, Lucas, I want to yeah. hear your opinion. Okay. So there's a lot that could go into this, but I think one that would be very cool that is not yet feasible but will soon become a possibility um, it would not be in this movie. I'm, I'm thinking like down the road post Spider-Man three would be right. uh, Spider-Man and human torch. Cool. Nice. Because be those two tend to get along pretty well in the comics because human torch is kind of the, the quippy one of the fantastic four. And I think yeah. that would be a super cool interaction. I don't know that he needs to be like the mentor or anything like that in, in a Spider-Man movie, but it would be cool to see those two kind of interacting and just how they do it. And because the other thing is that he, at one point, replaces um, Human Torch in the Fantastic Four when he's presumed yeah. to be dead. Um, and there's a lot of cool right, stuff just of, with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> As we know, the Future Foundation, which included Spider-Man and not Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. It's so awesome. That would be such a cool storyline to see adapted. But... Um, 
besides that, I think Human Torch specifically would be really cool. And just, honestly, the entire Fantastic Four in general, because he's always been pretty closely related to those characters. And they've always interacted a lot and kind of been interwoven in their in their timeline. So that would be super cool to see some Fantastic Four, especially Human Torch interactions. Oof. Trove. Well. That's a good answer. That is a great answer, and it sucks because that was also my answer. I went straight really? to Fantastic Better. Four. I, yeah, I went straight to Fantastic Dang, Four. And nice. I was like, because I, I had one comic book, like, growing up that my dad got me, right? And it was a Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four comic book. Nice. Oh, cool. Um, I don't remember the plot super well, but I just thought it was super cool seeing them team up. And I was like, superheroes can do this? Like, <laughs> I thought they were just yeah. their own thing. I didn't know they could, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah work together obviously that's been disproven um, <laughs> in the decades since yeah um but then when i was thinking about who specifically i was like i know the human torch is very quippy like uh, <laughs> like spider-man you know and so yeah honestly that was my answer and i don't really have another wow. one that i i impassionate you know, about like it so i'm just gonna the, yeah, defer to, dang, defer I, to I, answer. I was choosing fantastic four because i was like yeah there's no way those guys will say that as well <laughs> <laughs> well here's the interesting thing though is that it's kind of pretty feasible i feel like because oh, yeah. john watts director of mcu's spider-man trilogy mm-hmm. is also directing the fantastic four movie that they've announced so it's like He's kind of the father of both of those for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and could Mm -hmm. totally just blend them together. Like, it's kind of like the most feasible. Yeah. Honestly. Absolutely. I think that's, that's like not right now, but down the road, you know. I think if if I had to choose a second answer, it would be uh, Ray Skywalker. (laughs) 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 That's good. That would be really good. <laughs> so true, bro. All She's right. my favorite Marvel character. She's my favorite. <laughs> hey, Disney man, She's they can, so good. they're going to take it there eventually. You know it. I know it. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. One day. Yeah. It's only a matter day. of time. It's happen. Matter of time. <laughs> what was your answer? Man? Um, what do you think? My of? answer is very much not Human Torch. However, it is a person whose head is on fire. My choice oh, is Ghost Rider. Yeah, nice. Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> because I I want to see the Spirit of Vengeance line up with the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, and I was thinking about this because my first answer, of course, was going to be Daredevil because they do yeah. quite a few things in the comics. Um, but there's a rumor that Daredevil will be in this movie in mm-hmm. December. So I'm like, maybe not that. Um, and then I thought Deadpool, but I was like... That's just, that happens all the time in the comics. I want to think of something else. So I figured it would be super fun to get, like, one of the most fun comics, comic characters in Marvel and blend him with the one who is literally fighting the devil. (laughs) And I figured, like, it could almost just be fun to have it kind of be like a a babysitter-type element where it's like Ghost Rider's just sick of him, and yeah. Spider Man's just like trying to make it fun. Yeah, but yeah. you could also get a lot. You could get a lot out of a story like that, where like, um, you know, 
that's a big moment for maybe Spider-Man to learn some responsibility. Yeah. Kind of learn how to take things a little more seriously. Um, because he's like kind of famously cocky a lot of the time in the comics. Like he knows that he's good. And so that can kind of be his downfall, but kind of just learning to take these things seriously. And plus like visually ghost Rider and Spider-Man, like imagine Spider-Man like webbing someone up and then ghost Rider like touches the web and it like lights up in flames and burns the guy to death. Like, yeah, cool stuff like that. that Cause ghost Rider is the coolest. Just watch as we get a super brief Nick Cage ghost Rider cameo in Spider-Man. Yes, please, please. That would be great. I'm, I'm dying for Nick Cage to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, likewise. Nicholas Cage will return. <laughs> that would be so um, funny. If I it doesn't even say Johnny Blaze. <laughs> yeah, it says Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> I, so, okay, so speaking of of that, I I, I don't know. You 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 guys sparked an actual uh, answer for me, and I, I hope that's okay coming in. Late. Oh, cool. That that's fine. Because I'll allow it. This is a character we haven't seen a movie adaptation of actually, um, and we haven't cool. seen really anything. The name has floated around, but like the character in himself, we haven't seen, and that is Nova. Ah, yes. Yeah. There we go. So, you know, the Nova Corps obviously was introduced in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, but speaking of Drake Bell's Spider-Man, uh, (laughs) role in ultimate Spider-Man, there's a group of, of small town Avengers. I don't know what (laughs) you would call them. It's like the teenage youths. I think that's the official name. The teenage youths. (laughs) Teenage youths. Um, but Nova is a part of it. And that relationship was one of my favorite parts of the show or just even that character I think was super cool. And so I'm going to be honest, I don't know a lot about the actual source material. And I also don't know what, if, if they have plans for him, what their plans would be. All I know is that because it's a blank slate, you would be able to kind of create that character to be something that would Spider-Man could play well off of. Plus if you wanted him to fit into the guardians of the galaxy, those characters are some of the few we've seen Tom Holland Spider-Man interact with, and we know it blends really well. So yeah, that's plus, my actual answer. Um, sorry, good. Well, plus there's the long time, long time rumor that the kid from um, Iron Man Three could end up being Nova one day, which he was in Endgame yeah. for the half second. So you know, that's right. Maybe. That's right. Maybe they'll um, maybe they'll make a movie be, about what he was doing in between, and then they tie him into this stuff. That'd be awesome. I mean, that'd yeah, be such a cool would, way of doing Nova. Plus, yeah, and yeah. then you could like introduce like him as I don't know, like he'd be tied into the Iron Man like prodigies as well, basically, you know. Uh-huh. And yeah. so that kind of kinship of like they are, yeah, in some way brothers, you know, in that kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metaphorical, That's a good like right. he was a father well, figure to kind of both of them in us some aspect, you know. Yeah, yeah, and as I understand it, there there are kind of like two main iterations of Nova in the comics. 
there's like the adult one who's like already been doing it for a while. And then there's the younger one. His name is like Richard Ryder, I think. Or Richard Ryder like is the older one. Oh, he's the older one. Yeah, Sam Alexander okay. is the one who is in Spider-Man. Like okay. the, young, the, and the so, teenager. Yeah, this younger one kind of, of at least the way I understand it, I read a comic about him a long time ago, but it was the younger one. But the way I remember it was it was kind of like the role of being Nova was kind of like thrust upon him. Yeah. Like he didn't really know about it or want it. It just kind of happened. And so that could be a really cool thing because it could be like both of these heroes who have really similar backstories, not just with Tony Stark, but also with like getting these powers despite not really wanting them. Like Peter Parker talks about in Civil War. Like it's really cool just like understanding now I have this responsibility and I have to do something good with it. Yeah, and um, they were also hinting at that kind of thing with uh, Far From Home where Iron Man's dead is Spider-Man the new Iron Man, you know? Like there's a role right. to fill. There's this pressure to be somebody else. I really like that. I think that would be super, yeah. super cool. Cool. But yeah. And I'm glad he did not end up being the new Iron Man. Because yeah. <laughs> I think Spider Man is good in his own right. He doesn't need to be yeah. Iron Man to be good. I agree. Yeah, cool. I agree. Okay. Um, I think. So my my question, I had two um, that I kind of came up with, but the one I kind of want to well, talk more in depth about um, is is my second because we we talked a bit about what this new movie might look like but i kind of want to talk about the past movies that have been made and so obviously there's been a lot of iterations of spider-man and the casting and the direction of it and the story uh, it's been told in similar but different ways uh but of all of them what worked best for you like what is your favorite or what's the best spider-man movie Okay, I'm going to go first on this because I'm passionate about it. <laughs> Do it. The The answer is Spider-Man 2. Um, and it's just like, if, if you think a, it's a different one, you're going to be wrong. <laughs> and the, the reason that it's Spider-Man 2 is because, to me, that is the perfect mix of comic book fun in a movie while also genuinely good and deep storytelling. Um, Peter's whole um, trouble with having his powers because of, like, not relying on himself or whatever, like, however you want to view that struggle that he has throughout the movie, it's just, it's a deeper level of storytelling than I feel like you usually get in a comic book movie while also being one of the most genuinely fun and enjoyable to watch. Like the train sequence is just like what it's like that train sequence became a standard that other superhero movies would compare themselves to Yeah, because it's just so amazing. (laughs) And, and it develops the train sequence, the, the bang fight. And then obviously the finale, like all of those are just such great set pieces and they're so creative with his powers specifically. I don't know. I I love that. And I, 
I want to talk about the train sequence for just a sec. Okay. Because I think that that sequence is the perfect example of a perfect Spider-Man movie. Because it's got the villain and you've got the hero who has an actual reasonable motivation to be fighting against him. Other than like, I am bad. Yeah. It's like he's <laughs> he's now at that point messed with Aunt May and he's messed with Mary Jane. So it's like it's become a personal thing. And so he's fighting with Doc Ock on this train. Really cool set piece. He then has to be, get creative about how to save all of these people. He has to prioritize saving the people over following Dr. Octopus. And then it develops the city of New York as a character by them saving him from falling due to exhaustion and not telling who he is. Being like, yeah, we're not going to tell anybody, you know? And it's like, it's this just kind of a perfect scene that really builds the entire world and it raises the stakes every 30 seconds in that scene. It's just perfect. Yeah. And that's something that the other Spider-Man movies, even the other Sam Raimi movies, don't really have quite that. Spider-Man 1 does a little bit. But Spider-Man 2 is just the perfect example of of what a Spider-Man movie should be, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Add this. I um, can't refute. <laughs> You're right. I, I was going through some you of can't. my old notes um, on my on my computer. Like, and these are old notes from like like high school, right? Um, so cool. maybe eight years ago. Like fresh. <laughs> eight? Um, Bro, we're it, not that old. No, yeah, we're 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 so old. It's like eight or eight or nine or ten years ago. Um, <clears throat> it's like twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah it's uh, I don't know, man. Fifteen. They go by so fast. But I just had this in my notes, and it's a quote from that movie. And I and I was actually reflecting on it before we even started talking about Spider Man. But it was like, the quote is: "Sometimes to do what's right, we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most, even our dreams." And that's like yeah, <laughs> such a powerful quote, you know. And it's just like the reality of the situation for him and stuff. It's like he wants these things so bad, but he has to do what's right. And that inner conflict, yeah, you don't see in like a lot of movies. So, yeah. Anyway, and I thought it was line, so random that could, that was just on my <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> you could show that line to somebody and say, "Hey, what kind of movie do you think this is from?" And they might think it's, like, some Oscar-winning, like, this mentor yeah. talking to the main character. Like Shawshank yeah, really or something like, like that. Yeah. But no, it's <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man 2 has that quality of writing, and I don't know. I'm very passionate about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Lucas, do well, you agree? Well, for me... So, no, I don't disagree at all. Um, that wasn't going to be because my Because you're answer. not allowed to. But, yeah, I'm not allowed to, and also I just agree, because I just watched rewatched Spider-Man 2 as well. And um, I would say that it is definitely the best Spider-Man movie that has been made. Yep. I think yep. that Into the Spider-Verse is a close second, because it is also very good. Um, and I would say behind that is Homecoming, just personally. Um, but it's right. interesting, the thing with... Part of the reason why I love, and I think a lot of people love, Spider-Man 2 is there's one hero, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and there's one villain, just Doc Ock. Yep. There's yeah. really not a lot of other stuff. 
Harry Osborn is in it, and he's kind of a little bit of a conflict here and there, but he's yeah, more but helping Doc Ock than his own villain in and of himself. He's kind of like a subplot character who's driving the plot forward, helping Doc Ock instead of being, oh, hey, I'm a totally other villain as well. And I think that yeah. that is something that is hugely beneficial to a story um, like Spider-Man and a character like Spider-Man because for him, he has such a broad range of characters and supervillains that he's fought over the years. And so I, again, going back to the new Spider-Man movie, it's kind of unfortunate because Homecoming and Far From Home, both I, I enjoyed a lot, but neither of them had just Spider-Man fighting a villain. Now, granted, it was Spider-Man versus Vulture and Spider-Man versus Mysterio, but Iron Man was right. in the first one, and there was all sorts of other stuff that was interconnected because obviously he's part of a broader universe in this one than he was in the first one. So there's yeah. a lot there's a lot that can go into that, but I think um, for me, I think the best overall just iteration of the character Spider-Man, not necessarily movie, is Tom Holland. I think his. Um, I think his character as Spider-Man and Peter Parker is the most cohesive. That's not to say I don't love Tobey Maguire because I loved him. And even Andrew Garfield had his, you know, his shining moments. But I think overall, <laughs> yeah. for the role that Spider-Man has in the MCU, Tom Holland has been great. And he's young enough to keep being in high school for more than one movie or half of one movie. <laughs> and he, he can continue to be high school Spider-Man for a few more years, which is awesome. Because that's not something that we've had. And he's already been in a few movies. So I think the future with him as Spider-Man is awesome. And I'm excited to be yeah. living in this era of that. Yeah, I think yeah. just going off of that, I think... Pretty much all of the Spider-Man movies have merit, and I like them for different reasons, except for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That movie's garbage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that has a half-star rating for me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I'll just I'll say this. This is my disclaimer about just... This will sum up all my feelings about the Spider-Man movies. Tobey Maguire has my favorite movies, okay? Uh, I think... Yeah. Andrew Garfield of the three is my favorite actor. Um, and then Tom Holland, okay. I think, best fits the character. Right? And so yeah. Yeah. I like all three of That's them for very different reasons. Right. <laughs> um, and so I, I like that, that kind of comes up all the time. Of who's your favorite? Like, who does the best? And I'm like, well, they're all great. <laughs> um, but it's for different reasons. Uh, that said, my favorite movie is... <laughs> Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yes. Um, I knew I knew that it would be, and I wanted to say something different because I knew yours would be. No. But I just had to no, say No, I think it. We've, we've talked about it. I mean, and I'll, I'll kind of just touch on some things that you guys uh, didn't. I mean, there's so much to talk about and, and love about this movie. But it's Absolutely. it often gets brought up by me when I talk about, like, <laughs> what's a perfect sequel, Right. And I, I, I oh, this yeah. concept of a sequel is very important to me, I think, in this world where anything and everything will be remade or, you know, they're just going to keep producing things. Like, what does it mean for it to be a good movie? And yeah. um, to me, in my opinion, a good sequel is one that takes the character that's been established and then puts him in a new situation where he has to learn a lesson or kind of change his way of thinking about something. And that's exactly what Spider-Man 2 does. It takes this established yeah. 
Spider-Man character and then pushes him, like puts him in a situation where he can't be both Peter Parker and Spider-Man or he's trying to juggle them all at the same time. And so he just decides, you know what? I'm not going to be Spider-Man. And he just, and because of that, like that turmoil and stuff, he like physically stops being able to use his powers. Right. And so he accepts that and he's like, that's it. We're done. But then when the time comes, he realizes like that mantle, he has to do what's right. He has to give up his dreams of being able to live a normal life. And I think that is just such a good way, like place to take this character. Obviously, Dr. Octopus, a great like motivator for that. He's somebody from his personal life who also like turns, you know, and they kind of have that parallel, like going from their personal lives into this super personal lives <laughs> i don't know how you what you call it <laughs> <laughs> super personal super personal and then even like you were saying lucas is is harry osborne in this movie isn't just like a vehicle for doc ock to get what he wants but also like there's that turmoil of their friendship beginning to fall apart because he's doing both you know where yeah like <clears throat> harry swears his vengeance against spider-man he like and he knows that Peter Parker knows who he is, but Peter won't tell him, and that's, like, the source of tension, and just everything works super cohesively. Anyway. Yeah. 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 And Spidey it even ends so second. well and sets up sets up the sequel so well with him finding out that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, and then, yeah. event, like, his last scene in the movie is like, okay, I'm going to pick up the mantle of my father as Green Goblin and still have this vengeance of Spider-Man. I think that could have been so much cooler than it was. It was pretty cool, but if yeah. he would have been, like, the main antagonist, that could have been such a cool culmination. Like, yeah, his absolutely. best friend, who, in the first one, they were, like, super close. He ends up, His dad ends up dying. The second one is him chasing down Spider-Man. He figures out it's Peter Parker, his best friend. And then it's just them going head-to-head, and there's the whole conflict yeah. and everything. Amazing. That could have been an amazing driving plot of Spider-Man 3. Um. But, I, I want to make a quick comment. This is pretty unrelated, but sure. you just inspired me. I think we've answered Talking the question, about a so perfect sequel. Yeah. Talking about a perfect sequel and your criteria for a perfect sequel. Yes. I argue, to this day, I will consistently argue that Iron Man 3 also fits that. And people say that they don't like Iron Man 3 entirely because of the Mandarin Trevor Slattery reveal. But honestly, Iron Man 3 is one of the best like character development arcs that happens in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of like, you know, they take Tony, this character who's already established. Yeah, he can do it, you know? And then they put him in this situation of you know, being without his suit that he has to fix. And also kind of being a mentor slash parent to this kid. Um, and also dealing with, like, PTSD from this giant alien invasion that just happened. It's like, it honestly, I, I just wanted to, because as you were talking about your perfect sequel, I was like, yep, Iron Man 3. Yep, Iron Man 3. Just, like, checking off boxes for me. Yeah, I and think so that might be an I, even hotter take than mine was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty hot. I haven't I, even I like turned, Iron Man three. 
but I don't love it like that. The 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 oven is still on and it's hot <laughs> from from when I just took this out because this is a hot take. Yeah, I but mean, I I hereby invite the listeners to first of all watch Spider Man Two again, thinking about what Jared just told you. And then watch Iron Man 3 again, thinking about what Jared and I just told you. <laughs> and, and allow yourself to recognize that Iron Man 3 is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. And then and watch X-Men Days of Future Past. Another good sequel <laughs> what? that I like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Days of Future Past slap. There's so many good ones. Like, even like uh, Empire Strikes Back, everyone says is probably the best oh, yeah. Star Wars movie, yeah. you know? Like, oh, yeah. And that's a sequel. Because it takes those characters. Avengers and puts them Two: in Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, well, kind yeah, of. I also like Age of Ultron though, but it's not I, the. I it's love not Age the of Empire. Ultron. It's okay. <laughs> the Empire yeah. of MC, the MCU, I would say, is Endgame. I would agree. The only thing that makes that a sequel bad, in my opinion, it might not be the perfect sequel or the best sequel, but as long as it doesn't take away from the original, I'm fine with it. But they, yeah, I, yeah, you'll, you'll notice there's a point. lot of sequels where they just take away the stuff that happens in the first one. Yeah. Like Kingsman. Unless yeah. the first one was bad. Golden Circle. Even then, commit. <laughs> don't pull the Ryan Johnson, just commit. <laughs> no, vice versa. Don't pull the episode don't pull nine, a, bro. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. better. Don't pull an episode nine. Just commit to what Ryan Johnson did. Um, yeah. Ugh, episode nine. Let's see. Do I think I don't know. Anyway. We've been talking a lot about these questions. I don't know if we want to throw in a yeah. final question or if we should just kind of wrap it up because this conversation has been uh, it's been it's just been flowing. Well, it's been good. We'll bro. wrap it. Probably. Some passion, some true passion about Spider Man. I mean, he is an awesome I, character. He's just so yeah. relatable, especially for people yeah. our age. Like he's he was just like the guy. Um, and I think there's a lot yeah. of cool ways that this could go because the other thing is they even made mention of Aaron Davis and the Prowler in the first movie who yeah. would also mm-hmm. bring in Miles. And I think Miles would be super cool to see in the live action as well. So there's a lot of potential, I think, for these Spider-Man movies, whether they're a part of you know, the larger MCU or not. There's a lot of cool stuff that could happen going forward. That being said, I think the Sony spinoffs like Morbius and Venom and Spider-Woman and that crap should cease immediately but <laughs> yeah. it won't unfortunately the, because the morbius movie i'm intrigued by i'm definitely intrigued by them i still haven't seen venom but i'm just like why? venom's bad yeah venom's i believe that it's bad I'm, from what i've but seen i'm it intrigued looks by morbius no good i don't know maybe they'll end up being fine but i was just banking on venom just flopping but it made like yeah. a billion dollars. And I was like, no. Which, which I still don't understand. And people, you'll talk to people and they'll be like, no, Venom's awesome. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you need, you need to watch it again because it was not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> this remark goes out to Grantland it Tracy, like, who likes the amazing Spider-Man movies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and he's I, I seriously. <laughs> yeah. Venom. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot that could go into the Amazing Spider-Man. Like the end of the second one where it's like, oh yeah, here's just Doc Ock's arms and Venom. And yeah, like Venom and like Vulture listen, Wings just all just exist, I guess. But, Venom, the movie Venom, not Amazing Spider-Man 2, but Venom is the same kind of movie to me as Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, horrible. Where you just, oh, you just watch it. Seen in my and life. <laughs> as, 
as it goes, it's just like, this is bad. And you keep realizing as you're watching it more and more, oh, this movie is like really not good. And then by the end, so now imagine being me, you see this movie and you're like, okay, so that's clearly a terrible movie, right? And then you step out of the theater and into the world and everybody's like, didn't you love Venom? (laughs) And it's everyone. Everyone loves it. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry, but it was like horrible. (laughs) Like, not just bad, but, like, one of my least favorite movies. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of crazy how people it, defend or? that. No, well, I'm going to watch it eventually. Watch it. I need to watch it because yeah. I, I want to see the sequel, it. Let There Be Carnage. Because Again, horrible yeah. title. Woo, I know. That's good. There, That's awesome. There are, there are bad movies that you should watch, like Venom and Amazing Spider-Man 2. No. Even if it's just once. No. And there are bad movies that you shouldn't watch, like Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Which Niall and I watched together. Which made me a furious person for like a couple of days. (laughs) Um, All right, we're rambling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's good. We're off topic. We're into other genres. We're into other genres. Godzilla can be another week. (laughs) We're in the ethereal realm. Special thanks to ethereal realm. Yeah, we've made it. We did Uh, it. We made it. Don't forget to put a curse on your youngest sibling. Throw Um, Throw that curse on him. Shout outs to them. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at the Ethereal Realm. I mean, sorry, at the Orange Boy Inquiry, <laughs> where we do not live in the twelfth dimension. Usually, we're just here on planet Earth with our three D forms. For now, anyway, we love you. Thanks for listening to us talk about Spider Man, which we obviously care a lot about since this is probably our longest episode. But that's all oh, right. By far, because Spidey's Spidey's a good character, and we all love him. We all know him. We all love to thwip around. And in case you still haven't heard about the character, he's the blue and red guy with the spider <laughs> on his chest and on his back. And he can spin. He was He was bit by a radioactive and spider. And also, just a quick his... shout out to the Spider-Man game, which we did not talk about. Oh, oh which man. may be the best which iteration is of Spider-Man. One of the best Spider-Man stories ever, also. Yeah, I love that game. Absolutely amazing. We all, yeah. And then one final shout out to that, Doctor but... Strange being mentioned in Spider-Man 2 as well. And now Doctor Strange is going to be in a Spider-Man yeah. movie. Yeah, so that's true. So it'd be awesome to get a core reference to that. And J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, man. We could have talked about the casting. Coming back. Yeah. We guys, just... there's a lot that's okay, happening. We'll get a part maybe, two. maybe we'll do we a part do... two to Spider-Man guys, after guys, Spider-Man comes out. Guys, let's do a Spider-Man Let's do a Spider-Man 2 episode where we do more Spider-Man questions and it will be the perfect episode of The Orange Boy. Oh, True. the perfect sequel. True. All right. Yeah, we Check could do it in out. like almost the a year from sequel. now when the Spider-Man 3 is out and we can yeah, actually discuss go. it instead of the rumors. Anyway, that's enough from us. Goodbye from the ethereal realm. It's been The Orange Boys and we love you.